Welcome to Hattrick City on WXCI 91.7, Danbury's only all-hockey radio show. Uh, I know that some in our audience don't know the finer points of hockey. You want me to dummy you again? Hattricks, baby! Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Hattrick City. I'm your host, DJ Patty Cake, and this is also joined by DJ Uncle Matt here in the studio. we got a few things to talk about. I know we took a little bit of a week off, um, given there wasn't much going on with the teams at that moment, so we figured we'd hold off till this week, considering this is going to be a big weekend coming up. Big weekend. With the Fed opener, but before we get into that, we want to talk about last weekend's set of games. Had the Null play Friday, Saturday against the New Hampshire Mountain Kings. Pulled out their first win at home of the season on Friday night. Real nice Friday night win. I mean, just in terms of the guys sticking with it the whole way. It's it's taken consistency, and I'll be honest with you, even if you're winning games and not the most refined fashion, I, I, I think that just grinds in a way it is being way more consistent than we've seen from that team in the past. And I think even Saturday night's game, that there was a good amount of fight in the team. Uh, hope hope that continues. And there was a good amount of fans both nights, and hoping we see a little more of that uh, on the NHL level. And also the Westcon Wolves Ice Hockey Club started their season the weekend prior to last. Um, unfortunately, took a 6-3 loss against SUNY Maritime in regulation. Um, it was a wild game to say the least. Um, they were down two nothing going into the second period. Second period they come out booming, three unanswered goals going to the third. Unfortunately, it it wasn't a normal way they would lose though. That usually by the time because it's been iffy with roster depth. That this time they they had a decent amount to start. They have two, at least two lines for offense and defense currently. So. At the end, it wasn't that they were gassed. They were more or less just hitting the panic button, trying to make that comeback, and didn't really work out. The following weekend, which was last weekend, they played at Yale against their club team and pulled out a 10-9 to win in Yale. That's really impressive. Very impressive. And not too many people knew how this Yale club team was going to be going into this weekend, um, g- given that the it's their first time in the Metropolitan Collegiate Hockey Conference this year. So no one kind of really knew how they were going to play, if they're going to be good or bad. But from what I heard, it was really one player kind of carried that Yale team, scored seven other goals that night. <laughs> um, our captain pick up, picked up a hat trick for Westcon. Um, there was also another hat trick on top of that, two each from another, and then a few singles there. I could have that wrong. I know at least Mason got the hat trick, though. But glad we pulled that win out, and um, it's – going to be exciting to see what happens this weekend when they play against St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, I know it's kind of a rough rink to play in just just because of how cold it is in there. And, you know, I mean, given we've gotten more Where guys... Where do they play? The Sportorama? Yeah, Sportorama. That that place is cold. I mean, I don't know how those guys do it, but, you know, they do. And St. Thomas is good so far. I mean, as far as I know, they're currently 3-0. and So it's going to be a tough team to beat uh, this weekend. Uh, believe it's on friday the 13th um so if you can watch that i believe they might have the live barn feed of that but don't quote me on that so if if it is there i'll put it in our link so you can check it out but also what's coming up before we get into a few immediate things 
the mustache classic five it's coming soon november 4th matt tell us about it wow five um but well before we get into the mustache classic five i just want to say it's it's a great day when westcon beats yale and anything yeah. um the the bribes that were going to the Yale soccer coach, uh, girls soccer coach, is probably larger than the entire Westcon sports budget, and I'm sure it's larger than the club sports budget as well. So it's great to see uh, Westcon come out on top. Th- this is really a great college with good people involved. Um, uh, I am honored to work here and go to school here, and um, you know, it's it's really nice to be a part. And it was great to hear the football team won this weekend for homecoming. I know they're doing good. And I know uh, Coach Guy Rancourt is getting ready with the basketball team. So there's there's a lot of good sports around West Con if, if you got interest outside of the Danbury Hattricks. But who, who would have interest outside of the Danbury Hattricks? <laughs> um, yeah, the, the Mustache Classic is coming up on November 4th. Uh, we're still finalizing some of the details, but, I you know, I... It's just been unbelievable. Uh, we're going to have one of our biggest sponsors on on the show next Saturday. Uh, we'll be having Club 93, Ken, Jim, and uh, Will are going to be coming on the show to discuss what they've been doing with their organization. And we just had so much support from the Danbury community. I want to thank everybody involved. Definitely uh, Jim and Patricia Hutchinson, who have uh, really really just got behind it uh definitely dominic uh alessandro we wouldn't be able to do it at all without dom and alessandro weber design especially this year we wouldn't be able to do it without them and it really is just there's a lot of great fans you know eddie nitro these people who gave a few bucks here and there beyond that uh it's a wonderful thing we've raised one hundred and seven thousand dollars for men's cancer and suicide prevention having these one day tournaments uh and outings this is the fifth time we're gonna do it um it, again it's just a humbling thing really for me to bring so many people to town to experience danbury hockey like i said um i have the most fun at the hat tricks game that night because all of my responsibilities uh which are actually weighing down on me like crazy right at this moment but all my responsibilities will be over so uh Listen, it's a great uh it's a great event we've done. We've put a lot of money into into Danbury. Uh we spend money with all of the businesses that that the listeners know. TK's we spend money with, Charter Oak Brewery we spend money with. That reminds me I have to call the limo people this week. Overall, I want to thank everybody and if anybody feels like they want to contribute to the Mustache Classic, just get in touch with me. Uh it's M O U S T H C E Classic. Uh, on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, we, we, we'd love to have your support. So before we go into the preview for this weekend's FPHL season opener, a uh, few guys from our roster this past season have moved up, so congratulations to those players. And here we have the full breakdown in case you haven't been caught up yet. Uh, Johnny McDonald, Jared Yao, and Michael Marchison were all signed to the Macon Mayhem in the SPHL. Riley Robertson went to the Knoxville Ice Bears in the SPHL. Brendan Sheehan went to the Pensacola Ice Flyers, also in the SPHL. Brendan Dowler and Brian Wilson were both signed to the Huntsville Havoc and the SPHL. And Johnny McDonald and Michael Marchesan were also signed to ECHL camps, uh, respectively Savannah 
Ghost Pirates and the Atlanta Gladiators. So best of luck to the boys out there in your pursuit to keep moving on up the the chain of hockey, so it may be. Um, Matt, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I do have a few thoughts on it. And it's first of all, it's great to see these guys get that opportunity on the higher levels, especially the guys going to the ECHL camp. I probably said it on the show a few times that uh, in the early days of this league, there was a fair bit of movement between the ECHL and the SPHL. And to see it happening again, especially with our guys here from Danbury, great to see it. You know what I mean? Uh, J-Mac and Michael March are saying they definitely deserve it. And it's great to see these other guys signing in the SPHL we're gonna see that's gonna be the case unfortunately for Dan it's the best thing for the players but the worst thing for the fans in a lot of ways right yeah. because you, you lose these guys from the community I mean Jared Yao and uh you know Dowler forget about it I mean everybody loves Dowler he's a local guy who, who really punched our ticket more than once uh last season it, it's tough to lose those guys but the the great part about it is the fans get to fall, uh, you know, into acquaintance with a bunch of new guys, and there's a lot of great friendships that are formed around that. It happens every year. You know, I mean, Jarrett Yao, for example, last year, he was kind of a newcomer, and, and all these guys, uh, Riley and guys who hadn't played March, and all of them, really, uh, except for J-Mac, who had been here the year before, Willie, uh, and Yao for that one game at the end of that, 2021 22 so he signed a celebrity contract <laughs> ended up playing i believe was it was five games right total because he played a few games on the road no, um yeah, yeah but it's you know he played i think just i think they only allowed him to play in the one game <laughs> uh but yeah like literally as we record this just minutes ago uh johnny mcdonald posted a pick from the savannah ghost pirates um training camp and he's right in it it's listen it's great to see him down there that's probably a great place to be right now uh you know savannah georgia is a real nice town and you know uh huntsville's a legendary kind of down south hockey market and i think all these guys are going to do great it has a lot to do with the coaching staff here and i i've said that over and over you know billy is really plugged into different things and a lot of these coaches know him and the same goes for Voidy. You know, he's an excellent goalie coach. And uh, we, we've seen that time and time again on, on the N.A. Uh, levels. I know he's responsible for a lot of those goalies. Those guys have been the best players on the team. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a, it has a lot to do with the coaching here, too. I think a lot of these guys, when it comes to on-the-ice stuff, it's a serious approach to, to getting to the next level. So uh, I'm glad for all of them. And then going into this weekend, uh, Danbury plays their first game of the season in Watertown uh, this Friday, October 13th, to then come back home on Saturday and play the same Watertown Wolves here at the Danbury Ice Arena at 7.30. Um, honestly, it, it's looking looking a little better this year for Watertown in terms of the roster. Signed a few good guys here and there. Um, I know Travis Ridgen is going to be a big one on the media side of things, given you know, being that he has a YouTube platform and he has his own podcast and, you know, he, he kind of brings more attention to that team, if anything. So this weekend is definitely going to be a good feel to see how this, you know, division rivalry will go for the rest of the year. Um, but honestly, I'm just more excited to be back in the building to see these guys do their thing again. And then also banner raising night 
is going to be Saturday. So wow, big night to come to. Um, make sure you're there. I I know we'll both be there, um, and I'm sure we're going to see all of the fans there just doing their thing and being as loud as they can. Unfortunately, with via Fed rules without air horns and yada yada, but I'm sure we can get loud vocally. I think my um, the bullhorn that I had uh, at the end of last season in the playoffs that should be kind of mounted on the wall in the Axtrix Lounge. Oh C- yes. cemented in history with the organization. I think we're gonna try and push for that so that it could be put up there with pride and excellence. Bullhorn of the Fed Finals, um, and then you know we also wanted to take a moment to recognize that around it'll be around this same time next week will be the one-year anniversary of the start of our show. What an incredible year it's been. I mean, obviously, given we went all the way, we won the whole thing in our, you know, within the first year of starting the show. So alongside that, I mean, that was kind of crazy to be there all the way for that in just the first year of doing the show. And then just the outreach we had to the fans and, you know, the stories we were able to cover. It was was a delight. I... I've been enjoying it, uh, that a few words from you. I definitely had a blast doing this show. Um, we really didn't have many expectations for it, but we also didn't stray from the plan too much. No. It, we didn't get grandiose ideas. We we're like, hey, this is what the format of the show is. Let's just keep repeating it. Um, it's really the, the most rewarding. This is really a hard show to put together. There's no lie. It's, you know... We have things planned for one day, and they always get moved around like a total jigsaw puzzle, and um, it always gets more difficult as the season... Uh, it definitely got more difficult as the season went on last year to keep it together, but, you know, a lot of the fans, you know, we don't have thousands of listeners or anything, but there are people that come up to us and thank us for doing the show and say they're enjoying it, so... um I think we need to do a little better job of always posting the show mm-hmm. on Facebook and, and getting out to that community uh, a little quicker. But I think we have a shell of a good show, and um, we've put together several good episodes, and we hope to do more. And really, um, it to do this show, it's a good feeling uh, to, to get this kind of stuff done. To get it done, it's always a good feeling, and, and it's really all for the fans. And again, um, here's to another year of us doing this excellent show maybe incorporating a few newer ideas into the show um but we also i want to give a special thanks to gary ryan of fed league flash he gave us a little bit of a shout out when he went over all the fed media spaces to go to you know mentioned us for about a minute or so so again thank you gary ryan for that mention thanks gary again completely unnecessary but appreciate it a lot um, so without further ado, here is the 32nd episode of Hattrick City. Hey, this is Johnny McDonald, a.k.a. J-Mac, Hattrick's defenseman, and you're listening to Hattrick City on WXCI. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here in the studio to kick off the Fed season with the first interview of said season. Uh, Billy McCreary is here in the studio with us. Um, I know Matt has been been itching to get to it, so... Matt, take us away. Billy, um, it just looks like the whole training camp situation and the off-season and the free agent camps, it, whatever happened, it worked out a little different this year. Yeah, I mean, across the league, it's um, 
it's a little different. I mean, we're starting a few of the teams in the Northeast have, have started training camp. I think a couple teams started maybe last Wednesday or last Thursday. Um, you know, we started on Monday. There's some teams in the South that aren't starting for another two weeks, you know, so um, there's a lot of things that go into putting together a, a, you know, a minor pro hockey season. And we thought it was best that the guys come in uh, this past Sunday and get on the ice here Monday through Thursday. It's a it's a short camp, but uh, you know we got to make sure we hit the details on the ice to have the success we want this weekend. Why do you think that is? Is it just like a scheduling thing that these other teams aren't starting for another two weeks? Uh, I know down south they really um, you know weather and football and there's other factors that kind of makes ice tough to come by down there. Mm -hmm. So you know when you when you wait a couple weeks it's uh you get a little bit of reprieve down there i mean having played in the southern pro league in huntsville i remember when you know alabama and auburn are playing that weekend there's just nobody coming to hockey games it's all football yeah uh you know but once college football ends you know the, the stands are packed and it's it's really a game changer so for them i think it's a bit of a business decision and uh you know, we got to roll with it across the league. I mean, that's similar too in the Northeast, right? Once, once the Super Bowl is done and and that's over, I think we do see bigger crowds. Even at Danbury Arena, we probably see. You yep, know, for sure. Once the Super Bowl is done, with tell us what you know, what new faces. You know, we we do a lot of talking about the familiar faces on the show. We didn't do a whole lot of talking about kind of the familiar faces that that people are going to get to know. Well, yeah, you're kind of putting me on the spot here. Don't, you know, <laughs> I don't know the guys myself. Do got a dozen new guys in here, and we're day three, so I'm still getting to know names and faces and all that kind of stuff. But it's a, you know, it's a good group of guys, and you know, we really do a lot of our recruiting out of the college programs, the D3 programs, and that's kind of the same here with this group. And um, you know, Nikki DiNicola is a, a, a familiar name that's kind of back in the mix. Um, uh, Brandon Stochewski coming out of uh, coming out of the GMHL, I believe he took a year off last year and uh, got his degree, and you know now fully into playing hockey. Excited to have him. Ryan Terse is a New Jersey kid, I believe, like South Jersey area. Um, you know, played in the EHL, played a little bit D Division Three hockey, and you know he'll be here now. So kind of the same pipelines we've had. Um, there's a kid here, Misha Sivik, who's a defenseman that uh, I actually gave like shooting lessons to probably, I don't know, 12 years ago. Um, you know, so to see him kind of go through the game and progress, and now he was playing, I think, pro hockey in Sweden, maybe in the 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 third level over there. Um, you know, he's been here at camp. He's he's been great, and you know, we'll see what these guys can do in the game. What's it look like from a guy like Dean Nicola, and how much does that mean to a team like this to have a guy who's he's been playing over in Italy? I think he was in Como last year and stuff like that. What does he look like? I mean, I remember what he was like when he was in here, and in, in, I guess that was 19 or 20 when he was here. But uh, he looked great, and what's he look like now? Yeah, I mean, similar player. He's um, you know he's got good speed. He's a very quick player. Good hands. Good shot. Good vision. Uh, makes good plays. I mean, he's kind of that all-around competitor, and you know, certainly continue to to drive uh, the speed for us up front. And 
you know, we've we've got a lot of guys. I mean, that that can scoot with him. Another new guy, JoJo Carbone. You know, out of out of uh, Division three college, he's just just a motor. You know, and Mikey Falanga, probably one of the fastest guys in the league. And we've got a few guys that can keep up with him this year. So, uh, you know, adding that speed has certainly been an emphasis for us. So it's uh, you know, it's it's early, but it's good to see. Talk a little bit about. Um, I know everybody has seen the last week or two. Um, the SPHL roster uh, for their training camps and stuff like that. And obviously Brian Wilson, I think he's in Huntsville, right? Yep, he's in Huntsville. What's going to happen on Saturday night? Where, where, where do you see the goalie situation being in the depth chart? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we we still got to get a read on what happens tomorrow. We got to work on our specialty teams and some neutral zone stuff tomorrow, but we'll use it as a day to identify our goaltenders and we'll talk about it as staff and you know, see what we go with here this weekend. Uh, obviously very comfortable with, with both goaltenders that we have. And, um, you know, Brandon Dagg is trying to work himself back in the mix here too. So, you know, competition is good. Depth is good. It's one of the reasons that we had the success that we had last year. So, you know, creating that healthy competition is kind of a blessing and a curse. But, you know, that's my burden. I know that, unfortunately, uh, for some of the diehards that really support the team all the time, they were – hoping for a little training camp action or a little free agent um, kind of camp or something like that. But I was wondering if you felt like it would be really beneficial to you, your process, and the whole Federal League setup if you had a had a preseason game or two, even if these were like practice jersey games. Would that you think that would give you a chance to bring in different players, or, or do you have to keep things smaller because – you know, you, you want to go right into games. I mean, everybody has different philosophies. If you look around the league right now, there's guys that have 45, 50 players at camp. I mean, I, I think that's not what we want to do here. And obviously that's why we have, I think, 23 guys at camp. Um, you know, you're asking these guys to do a lot. And, you know, you're, you're taking some of these guys away from their families. And, you know, it's, it's a big change for them. So, um yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I, you know, we trust in the group that we have, and we don't really follow suit, so to speak. And if other teams are having 45 guys at camp, it doesn't mean that I just want to go out and grab another 20 guys so I can put them up in a hotel and feed right. them and then send them home and break 20 guys' hearts. Like, there's no reason, in my opinion, to have two teams at a training camp. That's not what we've really ever done. We've always had smaller camps, and we kind of build – um, that family atmosphere and you know we build on the the culture in the room and um, you know that seems to work for us so you know again it's a little bit of a shorter camp here this year but it's kind of the same philosophy but but even even with the smaller camp even with say say you had 20 25 guys or something like that would you would you like a preseason game just to be able to throw guys out there I'm not a big preseason guy to be honest with you um, you know you Again, yes, these guys do a lot. So the guys that we put the time in and we recruit, we know what we're getting, and we just want to get to work. And, you know, I know talking – if you looked at the game last night between Elmira and Watertown, I mean, none of their top players are playing. It's all guys that are going to be – most guys that are going to be cut today. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what are, you, what are we really evaluating, right? I'd rather put time into the guys that are going to be here, um, that are going to put their heart and soul into Danbury and – not that I don't want to put time into other guys as well or give people opportunity, but we just we have a process here, and you know you got to earn the right to be a part of that process. And you know, speaking of Watertown, this Thursday we're starting off the season on the road. Um, tell us kind of how you're prepping these guys for that to start off the season out in Watertown. 
Yeah, well, it's, I mean, training camp has kind of been twofold, getting these guys, you know, knocking the rust off a bit and getting their conditioning up, um, but also, you know, preparing for Watertown. And I think one thing that Watertown did well for us here already is played against a, played a game against Elmira last night. So, you know, we, we have a look of, of you know, what they have this year we understand their roster and kind of the game that they're trying to play already um you know we haven't played a preseason game so they don't get that pre-scout against us and you know that kind of gets into the details of coaching and all that kind of stuff but we'll break down video we'll we'll go about the process like we always do and you know certainly still expect the same results that we always have and then on top of that you know this weekend just a big weekend for all danbury fans considering you know being banner night um, is there any kind of emotion that's going through your head about that night? Or are you more focused on just starting off with that Thursday and taking it day by day? Yeah, I pretty much told the guys day one that, you know, if we're, if we're thinking about the championship from last year and we're worried about these things that, uh, that are going up in the rafters and on our fingers, it's, it's only a distraction from what we need to do and what we want to do. So... We certainly have to enjoy the moment. Uh, you know, we, we've all earned it across the across the board from top to bottom in the organization. So, you know, we got to enjoy the moment. But, you know, again, it's another hockey game. So we need to be focused on the two points and doing what we need to do to bring a championship back and, and potentially raise another banner instead of, you know, just in, just focusing on the banner and the championship that we won last year. So, um, Obviously, the roster always is a little volatile, but... Um, do you have an idea? You don't even have to say who they are, but do you have an idea of some guys who might be coming back already? Um, or is it too early in the SP? Yeah, no, I, you know, I don't want to say. I just, I, one, I know a lot of the guys love this show and they listen to the show, and I don't want to, you know, give them any uh, doubt that they that they aren't going to be at that level. But, uh, you know, what I can say is all the reviews that I've gotten are, are very positive and. You know the guys that are at camp are making an impact and you know that's that's why they come here and that's why we put the, the effort that we do into developing these players and teaching them how to be good pros teaching them how to you know be a part of a winning team you win a championship you got to expect that guys are going to move on and then you know we'll certainly get some back but you know we want them to you know to climb the ladder reach their dreams you look what dylan kelly did playing in the american league you know guys call me and talk about that all the time when when we're when i'm recruiting and vetting players and you know the more guys that move on and have a great great um you know experience at the next level it, it just brings more guys here and at this point right now i just think that uh we've got a good core and the fans are super excited you know Billy, before we let you go, why don't you just tell us about uh, the approach that you've had, um, just kind of, just kind of in the off season. How have you how have you had to pick these guys, knowing that's how have you had to pick these new guys, knowing that so many guys were going to get the opportunity to move up, which is, which has also been really great because I think it's really going to be good um, for the future of the team to have guys that went to ECHL camps. Um, Especially a guy like Marchesan, who really was—I mean, I think he was considering going to college before the the hockey season started, or something like that. So, so it, it really—that was a quick. It was the MVP of the league, but it was a really quick jump for him to get to that ECHL HL level. How do you have to pick guys to replace those good guys? 
Well, it's it's very difficult. Um, you know, again, it's it's really just going through our process and talking to you know our players are really good recruiters because they've played with really good hockey players and you know they have relationships with a lot of guys in the game. So, you know, we talk to the players, I talk to coaches, I talk to scouts that we have, and it's just about you know plugging holes that that you know we potentially aren't going to get back right. Um, so. Again, like it'd, it'd be wonderful to have a guy like Marchie back in our building, um, you know. But we have to be prepared for if that's not a reality for us, who who can come in and, and potentially fill that role. Um, so you know, it it's a lot of it's a lot of the recruiting and talking to the players, making sure they have the right mindset, the right willingness, and then it's about you know getting to work on the ice and teaching them the detail and seeing who's willing to to do what we need to do. Yeah, and it's definitely um, there's definitely proof that it's a takes. It kind of takes one to know one, yeah. you know. I think last season it was Kyle Gonzalez who brought Lucas DeBenedet um, to the team just in the sense I think they were college teammates and yep. stuff. And that kind of knowing that Lucas would have been effective, uh, I mean, that made a big difference. He he provided a little bit of energy on the forecheck there and a little bit of scoring and, and a little bit of a few things. So, yeah, it definitely seems like – that's the way, and and by the end of the season, we'll we'll probably see it happen once again. Yeah, yeah. Um, Billy, last thing before I let you go, is there anything you want to tell the fans about this Saturday? Oh, I just, you know, I try to take the emotion out of it a lot, but being here from day one, and you know. F- with all the effort that everybody's put in and in, in the front office, the coaching staff, the scouts, the players, you, you know, for the last four years, you know, when we started this thing, we, we told everybody our goal was to win a championship. And we say that every year. And, you know, so to be able to fulfill that within three years, uh, I, I, you know, I, I hang my hat on that, you know, so mm-hmm. to speak and uh, take a lot of pride in that. So, the fans, we can't tell you how how big of a process, you know, or how big, how, how big a part of the process that that you guys have been, you know, for us. And without you, we don't have any of this. We don't have the atmosphere. We don't have the electricity in the building. And I mean, these guys play for for the fans. They play for this city. And I say it every year. I sound like a broken record sometimes, but it's just it's the greatest city in minor pro hockey with the greatest fans. And it's really an honor to 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 stand on the bench to put the jersey on to work in the game in that building and you know we want to continue to put our passion into that and continue to get the 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 results that we get so the fans continue to have the enjoyment that they have and um yeah just continue to give back to them billy again thank you for coming in ahead of this weekend um we wish the best of luck to you and this new crew heading into the new season thanks guys always a pleasure all right fans so through this off season, there was a few a few external moves made, and um, a song was created in honor of this team winning the championship in the 2022-23 season. Um, I know that the member was Billy. I, I know you could fill me out on this. It was a Wu Tang member, correct? That helped produce this well scott isbell is the one that put the the song together and um we're going to be signing scott to a celebrity contract uh, i believe it's our it's the 27th of this month um and in in doing that uh scott with a few members of the wu-tang clan and you know some other artists uh put together a, a song for you know the danbury hat tricks and, and hat city the danbury fans kind of all encompassing and I figured what what better way 
to end out this episode than with this song. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is the brand new song to celebrate the 2022-23 Federal Prospects Hockey League champion, Danbury Hattricks. The bad boys are hockey. Woods for the kids. Woods for the kids. White boys are kids. Welcome to Danbury, Connecticut. Home of your Danbury hat tricks. Opponents, you have been warned. Protect the Golden City. Danbury hat city. We must protect the city. Hat city. Hat city. We must protect the city. Danbury. Sloppy, fighting, winning, do you copy? Hat City, do you got me? Dan Barry with the diamond hands. Fly Hawaii, give it to the fans. X and Brian always understand. And Ruiz and Mac always got the plan. The flame be melting the plastic. And I'm a prince, I'm a bastard. I'm a student, but I mastered. With all the sounds that I captured. Can't check past City. My exact words are my adverbs. And I run the ice to my calf burn. Got a right place to the class learn. Ah, hat tricks. Hat tricks. Dan Barry, hat tricks. Better hide in the dark.
of the stars called the Virgo crust to shine ever so bright. Filled with luster from a distance, it may not be what it seemed. The gleam ever so bright, it's always seen. Come a little closer, look into the beam. Quench your eyes a bit, see what it means. Do that duty. God love work and beauty, trying to reach the moon. Yours truly at night when I lay back under the moonlight, sipping fancy wine and getting my tunes right. Boys for the kids, gotta keep it generous. Used to be nine, homie, now it's ten of us. The level we gon' reach to break the mold. Under the moonlight, it start to get cold. Two fly ladies come out and they roll. Let them reach for the stars and touch the globe. Take all their problems, dump them on the road. Release yourself, let the music take a hold. Flow through the galaxy, feel it in your soul. Now lose yourself like you out of control. Now lose yourself like you out of control. So come on and get up now. Ball head, black down, golden vinegar. My whole team use salt and vinegar.